You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hello and welcome to another Giants Double Play Podcast. I'm Henry Schulman, the Giants Beat Reporter for the San Francisco Chronicle. Our topic today is the evolving game, specifically how the Giants and the rest of baseball are moving beyond number crunching to more sophisticated tracking data that help players understand that things like the spin rates of pitches, launch angles, and other things that help them make the adjustments they need to succeed. Whether they rely on data analyst Michael Schwartz or video coordinator Yo Miyamoto, who traveled with the team, or tracking devices with names like Rapsodo, Edgertronic, Trackman, and Blast Motion, Giants players have far more information at their disposal than even a few years ago. In this podcast, you'll hear from reliever Ray Black, who is quite the evangelist for all this information, and starter Jeff Samarja, who would rather keep things simple and not flood his head with too much distracting data. We'll start with Ray Black. I'm here with Ray Black, reliever for the Giants. And one of the things you notice if you dig into baseball savant is that, uh, Ray, with the, you know, your fastball not only has the velocity, um, but the sixth highest spin rate of any pitcher in the majors last year of anybody who threw uh, 100 pitches, um, high spin rates uh, on your curveball as well. Um, and slider, what, what does that tell you uh, about what you're doing on the mound when you see that? Well, you know, everybody tends to have a different life to their their fastball. And, you know, some guys could sink it. You know, Shark's pretty good with cutting balls, so is Mark here. But, um, you know, for me, I have a true backspun fastball. And just kind of coming up through the minor leagues, it's one of those things I always seem to find more barrels in the bottom of the zone than the top of the zone with fastballs you know the old adage and the old thought was we need to you know pitch down and and you know you don't get as much uh damage throwing down but for me it was somewhat opposite and you know, i kind of really never understood why exactly but you know with the advancement in the technology and um finding out some things you know my spin rate in my life plays better in the top of the zone with my fastball well, that's kind of true of a lot of people now, especially with the uppercut swings. Isn't that sort of a uh, a reaction to, to people who are swinging uppercut? It's kind of hard to get around on that pitch up there. Yeah, it's like we're us as pitchers, we're always trying to disrupt uh, hitters' timing, and they're always trying to catch up to things we're doing. And, you know, it seems like as soon as they adjust their swing to be in the bottom of the zone, we start working up in the zone again. But, uh, you know, I mean – with pitching and hitters, it's all different. Uh, you know, you do have your guys who have that uh, lower loopy style swing that, you know, my fastball up plays a little bit better against. And you have, uh, you know, the guys with the quick hands that could get to the top of the zone a little bit easier. And, you know, sinker ballers can get, you know, their ground balls on a little bit easier. And, I mean, I think the advancement with the technology and things like that as well just kind of give us, uh, you know, Kurt and, and the pitching staff just a better idea of uh, and even better matchups who we could be against or who we could play. Now, um you told a story uh, to another reporter about how you came into the dugout one day. I believe it was St. Louis, and Michael Schwartz was in there, and he said something to you. What exactly was that? Yeah, yeah. I actually um, I was I faced Diotti that day, and uh, we had a pretty good battle going. And um, you know, he fouled off one or two sliders there, and 
Um, I, I finally ended up getting them on one of my sliders down the way, and uh, you know, sure enough, I came in the dugout, and Schwartz was able to live see it. And what'd you do differently on that last one? You know, the spin was a little bit better. You know, and hey, I missed his barrel, I missed his bat that time. So, you know, went back in the video, tried seeing, you know, exactly what, what it was that um, you know got the swing and miss, but. Um, yeah, I had some extra spin rate on it, and and it had to do with a little bit of extension and staying on top of the ball a little bit better. And so then we can go back and look at that and say, well, obviously that pitch was better than my previous sliders. Uh, how can I try to mirror that? How can I throw that pitch more frequently, more consistently, so that I have that tighter spin? I have more spin. I have the better depth to my uh, slider versus the side-to-side -side movement. It's yeah, and your depth. Uh, uh, you're talking about tilt as yes. well, um, and. Just going back, I mean, uh, Michael actually sits in the dugout while while you're playing, and he can actually find spin rate data at real time. Yeah, I mean, we have, you know, the, with the track man and things now in baseball, uh, you know, every one of our pitches are pretty much logged right into a computer, and um, you know, we have guys in house on staff uh, who, who are on the computers during even games, and they're pretty much able to relay us information um not so much on the mound but when we're done with our outing or when we come off the field uh so we could get immediate results and you know you'll see guys uh come down and into the dugout and things like that after the outings and you know after watching a half an inning talking to cy and boach and you know what we could improve upon the next stop for a lot of us is you know going to the video room yeah i mean in the old days you did the same thing there was a guy in there and um, but it was just video. The track man changed it. It's a game changer, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I mean, it, you know, any advancement technology like that, anything that can really relay us some more information, um, we're going to try to take advantage of, especially as pitchers. You know, the game's gotten so advanced. The game's gotten so good now. Um, you know, there, there's like a dozen, 15 you know, major league relievers, I feel like, on almost every club anymore, even in AAA, you're watching guys throw, and you're like, man, so any type of advantage you could get, um, you know, over your competition, you're going to use, and, you know, with the advancement in the track, man, as well, it, it's come with the spin, it's come with the efficiency of your spin, um, you know, it, it's just something that we really try and continue to use as a staff here, and, um, you know, some guys buy into it more than others, I'm one of the guys that, you know, if it can give me a 1% advantage or get me 1% better, uh, I'm going to use it. Now, uh, you know, we watched the live BPs here before the game started in spring training, and we saw something that we didn't see before regularly, which was two cameras set up behind the mound, and Yo, who's the Giants video guy, standing behind there with a laptop in his hand behind the screen. Um, what, uh, do you actually, uh, does he actually talk to you as you're throwing to, to tell you information? Uh, not not as we throw, but, um, you know, like I said, immediately after, uh, I, you know, it was pretty cool to see as well. You know, I was able able to see uh you know shark was throwing his life and i was able to stand back there and watch him throw but uh immediate data as soon as you know he finished his pitch on his fastball was his velocity his spin rate his efficiency the type of pitch it was the depth uh you know to be able to see overlapping his fastball versus cutter versus slider and things like that you know it's just really interesting to see those kind of things because you know, we're just trying to deceive hitters. That's all. That's all pitching really is—is is just to deceive a hitter, get him off timing, off balance. And so, if you could throw that slider, the same tunnel, the same 
line so i mean is the easiest way i guess i could say it mm-hmm. to to the catcher it's gonna look the same and you know that's all we're trying to do the uh rap soto machine was another thing we saw is that being used more for the hitters than the pitchers i know it does track pitcher uh, stuff uh but i mean is that more for the hitters down here yeah i mean the hitters use it <clears throat> they're able to see their exit velocities and things like that as well and uh their launch angles and all that kind of fun stuff now but uh you know we we use them in bullpens this year the rap soto and, and some guys will will even use them in season if you know maybe a pitch gets away from you it's, it's something you could look back at and say man my curveball is really good at spring training what was I doing differently why am I now why is it getting hit now or you know why is it not having the same depth or tilt to it uh, well you know what you go back and look and say look here's the data overlap one versus the other you know hey you're you're getting around your slider your spin efficiency isn't 100 percent you know you're not getting that top to bottom 12 6 on the clock style spin you're getting around the side of it and so now i can go back and say all right well i'm going to try and get a little bit more tilt and i might be able to find that pitch a little bit so uh it like i said i i welcome the advancement in the technology and i think you know the way things are going now in baseball we're probably going to trend even more in that direction and just lastly you gave alex pavlovich of nbc sports a great quote in the story he wrote about you and it had a bit of a rocky theme to it what exactly was that <laughs> yeah 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 we've, we've gone rocky right now where we used to be uh you know old school style training in the barn and now we have the technology like drago and the movie rocky right you went from apollo creed to uh to drago and that actually worked out better for drago in that movie didn't it, it did at that yeah. point <laughs> all right thank you ray thank you next we'll hear from jeff samarja who has a little bit of a different view right after this get ready for the greatest roast of all time the roast of tom brady a Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Here with uh, Jeff Samarja. And uh, we're talking about uh, Rap Soto and TrackMan and all the things that measure launch angle and uh, spin velocity and spin rates and pitch efficiency and all that. And uh, I understand that uh, you're not somebody who uh, uses a lot of that technology. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I mean, that'd probably be a fair statement, I'd say, for the most part. Um, yeah. Um, and uh, is it just sort of the old can't teach an old dog new tricks? Or do you just find that you, you, know, you have your own way of... Um, sort of figuring out what you need to do to adjust when things are not going correctly. Well, I mean, I wouldn't say I don't use any of those numbers. Those ones you'd mentioned, I don't use so much. But, uh, you know, I think there's certain numbers that, that do play. And, and uh, you know, I, for me, I'm just looking for, uh, I'm looking for streaks. I'm lo- looking for consistencies, you know, things that just kind of stand out on their own from, from normal stats for these guys. And that could be as simple as uh, certain count sliders or change-ups or things like that. So for me, uh, things that stand out are always important because there's a reason that they stand out. Mm-hmm. They've happened over and over again, and that usually is a tendency for that player or, or that team individual. So, you know, for me, there there is um, – value to it but there's also can you can chase your tail there for for a long time sometimes now you had a, a, a gentleman michael schwartz who sat in the dugout during games last year your your video uh and your i mean your data guy and all that i mean uh did you ever come down into the dugout um or into the clubhouse and talk to him say mid-game about something that was going on um 
you know, I, last year was only a few starts, so, yeah. you know, I had a lot of other things going on in my mind last year. But, you know, I think short seed for me is really important just to keep consistency going. So, um, you know, if something is out of whack, like I said, if there is an outlier, um, you know, he's, he's kind of in a way scouting me, which helps. So if I'm doing something and the numbers are showing it and it's an outlier, uh, you know, man, two, one, you're throwing, you know, you're throwing fastballs 90% of the time. Whereas, you know, everything else is usually around, you know, 60, 65%, you know, then, uh, then I need to know that, or you're spinning, you're spinning your curveballs way down. You know, why is that? So for me, it's kind of a, a spell check in a way to, to just make sure I'm on the right path and, and not doing the same mistake over and over again. So, so you don't even need to know the numbers. All he has to do is tell you that if you're, if your curveball is spinning or the tilt on, yeah. On this particular pitch is off, then then it puts in your mind that you have to look at it. You know, yeah, I think I think um, things get taken out of context a little bit when you know when you say or other people say you know you're not a numbers guy. I think it's that's one way of you know wording it but for me it's more I'm more of a simplification guy. You know, it's it's not that I'm just saying no no not this not this or you know there's a, they could bring anything new in and it, it, the odds are I'm probably going to you know just keep it at arm's length because I want to be as simple as possible to me it's a simple game and I don't want to make it any more complicated than what it is and I want to hit the blacks on the plate I want to throw above the zone and under the zone um and and mix that with all four pitches and and pay attention to what the hitter's doing and and remember what he did the last time up against me the last 10 times up against me and that's where the catcher comes involved too so um you know, it's again. It, it, for me, it's just kind of just keeping it simple, stupid in a way, and and to me, that's always worked. Uh, we I, we saw really, I think, for the first time on a consistent basis during the live BPs, where Yo, who's the video guy, would stand behind uh, the mound while you were throwing your live BPs. Mm-hmm two cameras there and he's holding a laptop uh mm-hmm. did, was that a, a kind of a strange sight for you at all well it's either that or an ugly coach you know so <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't. <laughs> you won i mean kurt's a good looking guy heard you we got some never mind i take that back I mean, maybe i'm just going off the old guys of larry and and basio and you know so you know we're doing good here the giants they, they pick them good and and uh you know you're worried about getting the hitter out i'm not again they, they could have all the things they want they could drive a truck behind the behind the mound if they want it doesn't to me it doesn't make a difference if they're getting the information they need then that's great um but like i said i'm there to to get guys out and, and that's a goal all right well thank you very much Jeff. you're welcome Thank you for listening to this Giants Double Play podcast from spring training in Arizona, which is quickly coming to a close. We will have many more podcasts as the 2019 season unfolds. Giants Double Play is part of the San Francisco Chronicle Podcast Network. Audrey Cooper is editor-in-chief. If you like this show, please subscribe, tell a friend, or give us a review. You can support Giants Double Play and a lot of great journalism with a subscription to The Chronicle. There are print and digital editions. You can find out more at sfchronicle.com slash subscribe. If you want to find me on Twitter, I am at Hank Shulman, or you can email me at hshulman at sfchronicle.com. Hey, 